Welcome to the Innovation Today podcast, where we speak with today's technology leaders about how they're innovating to stay ahead of changing industry dynamics and reaching new levels of productivity and automation. Brought to you by ServiceNow, your partner in digital transformation. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Innovation Today podcast. I'm your host, Spencer B. Miller, in the Field Innovation Officer here at ServiceNow. And today, I'm, I'm super excited to welcome Edua Dickerson, VP of ESG and Finance Strategy at ServiceNow. Welcome, Edua. Thanks so much, Spencer. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. This is actually a little bit unique in this realm. We Typically, on Innovation Today, we've been hosting partners throughout the majority of the lifeline of the podcast. So it's awesome to actually get a little bit of take into... I don't know, appear in service now and, and how we, how we operate. Uh, because I think it's, it's nice that we, we actually place this top of mind. I mean, ESG is, is pretty tried and true and, um, into service and culture. And so I think what, what we'll learn about today is how, how we're helping kind of lead our customers almost by example in this as well. On top of that, we, we actually, we just had a huge knowledge conference, which you and I both attended, and ESG was extremely vibrant at this energetic conference as well. So today we'll kind of be pulling out some points that we heard from Knowledge Twenty Three, and and just kind of see what was almost like top of mind and what was what was hot from what we were hearing in in the ESG worlds. But first, I'd I'd love to learn a little bit about your role at OA here at ServiceNow, and I'd I'd love to learn maybe a little bit about what what got you so interested in ESG in the beginning in its inception. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, I lead ESG and finance strategy here at ServiceNow. A lot of questions on like, what exactly does that mean? But at, at the core, um, I am uh, responsible for the articulation of our overarching ESG strategy and working in partnership with the C-suite, business leaders, and our board around what is that strategy, the targets that we've set, and so on. Um, parts of my team are responsible for our CSR efforts or our corporate social responsibility efforts, employee engagement, community investment, and so on, as well as in volunteerism, of course, that comes along with that, as well as obviously the reporting and governance. Another amazing opportunity that I get uh, to explore as part of being in this role is I get to partner deeply with our product leadership team, um, specifically in the risk our, our, our space, which is really fantastic. Uh, you asked me how I got into this work. I actually come to this work with a governance background. So I started my career as an auditor, recovering auditor. For those of you who are here, mm-hmm. there's there's life after auditing. Just kidding. Auditors are great, of course. <laughs> but um, but coming into this space, you know, there's so much really important work that needs to happen. But measurability, transparency, um, accountability, reporting is really critical. And so I, I get the pleasure of providing that experience and um, kind of context, both to my team, but then also to the product innovation. And so I get to partner with the organization there. And then I get to talk to our customers, right, about the story um, that and our own journey here at ServiceNow. But I also get to help them understand how we've leveraged technology, specifically the ServiceNow technology, to be an accelerant in our journey. We're, we're three very short years into this journey, but we have been moving at a very impressive pace. Um, and I do believe that technology has been a key in that. So Lots of, you know, diverse experiences. Every day is very different for me. And then on the finance strategy side, you know, I would say the most important thing that I get to do as part of that is I'm the executive sponsor for our early in career um, community here in the finance organization, which represents 
um, almost 50 folks globally that participate in various rotations as they grow um, their own finance uh, acumen and add value um, all across the all across the organization and across the globe. So yeah, I, I get to do a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of really cool stuff for sure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you must have a very full plate on a regular basis. <laughs> I do. I do. But it, I love all of it, right? It's. I think I'm, I was, I didn't expect to be in this role working in this way. Um, but I feel like everything that I've done up until this point, from my finance experience to consulting to operations systems, um, executive um, and talent strategy um, through to, you know, DEI efforts when I was back at some of my old employers, I, I really feel confident that it's what has made me really be able to be successful in, in, in supporting the organization and enabling the organization um, collectively to operate um, and, and integrate this into our, our overarching business strategy. So it's, it's really, I uh, feel like I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, sounds like it. You sound like you have a wealth of knowledge and and, and clearly a a strong background that's gotten to gotten to be a a successor for, or a successful uh, alignment to where you are today. So good good on you. Um, actually, maybe just like a a quick jump around. Um, so so part of the ownership of what you have in ServiceNow is making sure that we're we're clocking away to these larger metrics that we're we're aligning to and i think all a lot of customers out there are now starting to have some type of big esg goal but it feels a little bit far away mm -hmm. ours is to be carbon net neutral by by 2030 but we've we've done some steps some iterations that are helping us achieve achieve that carbon net neutrality things like the employee donations that are backed by service now matching that's that's generated five million dollars of positive, positive social impact over twenty five thousand dollars twenty five hundred charitable causes. We created these sustainable supply chains and developed a working process for reusing uh, and recycling components of of our old IT gear. And then we've we've prioritized certifications at the offices that we adhere to as well that are all tracking against metrics that help towards that twenty thirty number. I'm curious to how we can help our clients dissect these small wins down on a regular basis. So we've done them kind of iteratively in our world. Where do you, where do you advise clients or, or customers that are asking for a similar thing of these, how do I achieve these larger trajectory goals? It's interesting because I feel like we're going to talk about this in a couple of different ways, but um, as Bill says, everything that is important is worth repeating. <clears throat> And another phrase, a phrase that I've heard is uh, repetition doesn't kill the prayer, right? So like you, it's really good to, to make sure that, you, that you, can, you can carry out some of these things. So I think the first is understanding where you're going and right, that big picture can be a little bit overwhelming. And so for us here, we have set both long-term, but also midterm and short-term goals. And that's been really, really important for us in our journey. And so when I talk about our short-term goals, those are about being carbon neutral, and providing a carbon neutral cloud to our customers. That is our 100% renewable energy um, target on an annual basis. In addition to that, um, our midterm goals, we have science-based targets that have been approved by the Science-Based Target Initiative. And that specifically includes um, our focus on the reduction of scope one and scope two emissions uh, by, uh, and then also our reduction of our employee commuting, um, et cetera. And so like we've, we've parsed these goals out and all of that is by 2026, including getting 65% of our supply base 
aligned to, committed to, or having approved science-based targets themselves. And so that's us setting our midterm goals. So to get to 2030, we had to set our 2026 goals. We had to set our annual goals. And we work on dissecting a plan that allows us to meet what we need annually to track and monitor and manage what we are achieving against our midterm goals in re- and understanding the relationship between our midterm and our long-term goals, right? And so that's really important. So the dissecting comes down to how you set those goals. And I know a lot of folks can be really intimidated by some of those big big commitments, those net zero commitments, but going through, you know, these frameworks and leveraging kind of the, I would say the program management and the definition of those different goals and milestones has been imperative for us. And recognizing also that there's lots of different folks within our company, within our ecosystem that contribute to the ability for us to achieve those goals. And so that's been really important as well, because then what we can do is not just say, this is the big goal, but this is the big goal and this is your role in the big goal. How can we support you in driving and completing your own goal and your own uh, role in that that larger goal? So that's that's been really important to, to, be, to have the big picture but work in collaboration with those who own the, the mechanics. Right. And, and plus that probably makes them more willing to share where they can see that the, the stuff that they're bringing in or the stuff that they're bringing to the table, the information that they're bringing to the table is clocking away at those bigger metrics when they feel like they have an idea of of this this process iterating in such a way then the there's this bigger sense of oh i'm actually the stuff that i'm doing is actually helping the entire organization and in that case the entire world because the things that we're doing in the organization are making our esg metrics more more achievable exactly so it's, it's it's kind of a, a beautiful visualization of, <laughs> of of encompassing a bunch of individuals to all work together exactly of exactly. course leveraging technology to make it do it so yeah well that's that's awesome thanks thanks for sharing a little bit about how we do it internally maybe that'll help some of the, the customers out there at, at least have a a bit of a north star around it I'd, and now maybe we let's transition slightly into knowledge 23 so a, a ESG, obviously, a, a few big topics came out of it, but ESG, I would say, was was one of the highlights, at least from what I was seeing out there. I'd, I'd love to hear about some things that maybe you heard. So it's, I'll just kind of briefly start on mine on, on what I saw initially was a bunch of sessions around this importance of technology and optimizing ESG initiatives. So leveraging technology to help you gather all this data from where all the different places that it lives. So several several sessions were were demoing and and highlighting the roles of technology. Of course, ServiceNow being at the center of it, but also realizing that some of this data lives in other systems, and enabling and activating these ESG strategies, which you were talking about earlier, across the entire enterprise. And our customers were were are actually using this and doing this. So the focus there is is kind of leveraging the the technology platforms like now. To be, to be able to drive actual meaningful action, to actually drive action into what their employees are doing and drive action into clicking away at that those larger trajectories of goals and this, this notion of ESG management and, and assigning all the risk assign- assessments and collaborating in one area. I'd love to hear a little bit about what, what you were seeing out of those sessions or, or maybe one or two things that were, were really ringing true for you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's honestly my favorite part of the topic because that's been huge for us, right? We we pride ourselves on be, having a bias to action. And what I love about the ServiceNow platform is that it really helps to drive meaningful action, especially here 
Um, and amongst the ESG community here at ServiceNow, we are all focused on helping everyone transform or transition from intention to impact. So from intent to impact is so important to us. And I think technology plays a huge role in that. And so very much uh, saw some of the same things and was having a lot of discussions myself around that. The other aspect that I saw that was really um, powerful and thought was really interesting as far as just themes, things that I got to participate in, is just the growing significance of ESG as part of like core business operations, right? So there are a number of sessions that were emphasizing the increased relevance of ESG into various aspects of business. Of course, IT asset management, we have a number of solutions in that realm that really can help an organization with like managing a circular economy or their role in that but then also supply chain management and risk management and the overall employee experience, right? Employees play such a critical role. They're a stakeholder that wants a great um, sound ESG strategy from their organization. They want to participate as well. And so just a recognition um, that these solutions really provide um, an opportunity for folks to engage in that. Um, I think the other piece that I heard a lot of was just about companies recognizing the need to really align their strategies with ESG principles to build trust, right? Yes, there's regulatory requirements that they also need to meet, but at the end of the day, long-term value creation, delivering value for our stakeholders is so important um, as ESG leaders and practitioners and our IT teams really wanting to counter support us on that. So that's been really, really important. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, the the notion of building trust uh, with with our employees maybe first, but then building trust with the business, the companies that we do business with, which you were alluding to a little bit on our our sixty five percent supply chain science based back partners, and having those agreements to be able to make these business decisions and trust that the business that you're you're the customer or the uh, company that you're doing business with also is adhering to ESG principles that are in alignment with your company, which I think could be an interesting way that we could see this evolution of how we actually decide which companies do to do business with eventually. Absolutely. Another one that another one that was in there that I was seeing was these challenges and opportunities in <laughs> challenges and and quote unquote opportunities, right? If we painted them in a positive light with ESG implementation. So there was a, a, a few sessions that were faced around these organizations and how they would implement these strategies, which it seems like we actually have a pretty good wrapping around our head now. And, and we provided some solutions out there for our clients to be able to do it. But understanding this huge sea of potential regulations that are coming our way, trying to manage these climate-related risks that are coming up, understanding how we can integrate this sustainability concept into the into our day-to-day business operations how how can we start to think about where these opportunities are then arising to to affect these challenges and how can we how can we get a a, a, an understanding how how are companies getting an from what you saw how are companies getting an understanding of maybe what we're starting to address these on Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great um, question and also a fantastic observation. You know, the the biggest takeaway that I had from some of those sessions is just that, you know, the the reason that people want to address these challenges, but really turn them into those upside risks that exploring the opportunities is because it will and can serve to improve an organization's resilience. It can be a part of achieving a competitive advantage. And it will, of course, that's like the profit side of that, right? And that's 
but it can connect back to your purpose, right? It can also provide a positive social and environmental impact. And that's one of the things um, we're going to talk a little bit about our report, but like that's one of the things that we really celebrate is the fact that we don't believe you have to choose between profit and purpose, but that the things that you can do with the ServiceNow platform and your ESG strategy, but in general, like you don't have to pick between them, right? You can say yes to both your profit and the business um, objectives that you have, as well as purpose, right? And doing positive uh, for our community, society, and the environment. So, so I really thought that that was a part of that opportunity. It's just recognizing that, you know, these things don't have to exist in some mutually exclusive world, but in fact, they can coexist. And, and so um, I know a lot of folks were, were grappling with that. And I hope that people took away from those sessions or if people go back and listen to the playbacks, they're able to see, oh, actually, these things can coexist. Yeah. And, and that's, that's huge. I, I think that where it, it kind of sunk in for me is understanding that you can embed the, an ES, like a proper ESG minded organization into the day-to-day operations of how your employees think about ESG and also track towards those metrics that help you become a better organization that, uh, that has better ESG metrics. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big cost sink initially, it just has to take a little bit of iteration to understand that this is going to be something that we're doing on a regular basis that makes us all a, a better company to do business with and makes us all have a better sense of purpose for the company that we work for. Absolutely. I, you know, um, we often say this, I say this very often, but just like risk is everyone's job, right? We all have a role to play to protect the organization and ultimately our customers in the, in the products and services that we provide. So is DE&I, right? Creating an inclusive environment where people feel like they can find belonging is a part of everyone's job, but so is ESG. So is sustainability. So is social impact. Like everyone has a role to play. It's nuanced and it's unique to the position you actually play within the organization but we all do have a role to play. And that's the part that's really beautiful about this. And and so many other things that are truly, to your point, inherent in a company strategy. If it's inherent and it's really built in, um, you'll find your connection from wherever you sit within an organization. Well said. Now, we've, we just had this global report come out. I'm, I'm curious to if anything stuck out in this global report for you or if anything surprised you or what, what excited you out of it. Yeah. Um, there's so much in there, even trying to think about the one thing I feel like I'm choosing between my favorite children. Um, and so there's this aspect oh, of just really, it's not fair. It's really not. Um, I will not make you do that. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, we have had so much progress in the last few years. It is just extremely impressive. And I am really proud of the entire organization. Um, we have a number of executives across the organization and, you know, almost a hundred business owners who own various metrics or various components of the nuances that show up in our report that we partner with. And just to continue to see the commitment and the passion and what they put forward um, and even the continued progress and also the willingness to learn, the willingness to explore, the willingness to work with our customers to drive greater impact with them the willingness to work with our data centers and um, others on various pilots and initiatives. Um, I'm so proud of our global cloud services organization and the work that they're doing to train everyone within the organization to really know and understand sustainability and the impacts that it has in the way that they make decisions in managing our global cloud. Like that is just 
that stuff just gets me so excited. And obviously continuing to be in that leadership position when it comes to protecting information, data, data and uh, security and data privacy core to who we are as a business. And I just can't be prouder of the work that we've done over the last few years. And even from last year to this year, it just continues to get brighter and brighter. Seeing how much our employees have gotten engaged, have found topics and and charities and or um, real social issues that matter to them. And they're putting their energy toward it. They're putting um, the opportunity to in, in, in inquire about and invest in some form of in-kind, whether that look like bringing in nonprofits to learn more about what it can look like. Um, and obviously the announcement of servicenow.org. I mean, there's just so much to celebrate. It's pretty phenomenal. And I'd be remiss without, you know, acknowledging even just the way that we have been so planful and really intentional about, again, ultimately creating value. We performed a total social investment, total social impact analysis, which is captured in our in our actual ESG report, our global impact report this year. And it allowed for us to really take account of all of the efforts, all of the activities we put forward to understand what the total social return is on the dollars, on the hours, on the activities. And that is something to be celebrated. How can we create rigor and clarity and then also partner with our nonprofits to just continue to increase the efficacy of those efforts? It's just a really fantastic way that I see us at ServiceNow continuing to lean in and really think about how we can embrace you know, our own leadership position or the pursuit of that leadership position by 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 asking questions, by being willing to to blaze new trails um, and and really being focused on, you know, service. It's our first name. So it's important to us to be of service in every way. And I'm just really proud of that. Amen. Yeah, that's that's so huge. And like some of these metrics, when you talk about the social score that comes out of it, there, we don't really have a, a, a standard encyclopedia or a standard uh, understanding around, okay, I have this social metric from all these different things that I've, that our company is doing and we report it out to the street. But I'm, I'm curious to like, how, for those customers that are looking out there or clients out there looking to, to at least start to get some type of number that they can share with other businesses. Is there is there a process that standardizes that, or, or like how, how did we how did we go about doing it that allowed it to then be something that we can um, share with with others? This these this these social metrics. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we partnered with an organization called CECP, the Chief Executives for Corporate Purpose, and they have a methodology that we actually leaned into, and also worked with an organization called True Impact to actually do that detailed assessment. And so between those two organizations, it really gave us the opportunity to take and learn from our portfolio of service and our portfolio of partnerships to really uh, develop that. Um, we have a detailed white paper, it hasn't been released yet, but we'll we'll probably look to, to do that in short order just to kind of help share a little bit more about the mechanics. But separately, um, you know, myself and my team are always happy to answer those questions that people have, um, because we know that in some ways we're embracing sort of some new um, attempts at helping bring more clarity as to the overall impacts and value of this work. And so, um, which is really exciting for us. We're happy to be be out here, out in front in a lot of ways, but happy to also help people understand how they can how they can do that for themselves as well. Amazing, yeah. 
I'm glad we're leading the charge on this. And and some of the previous podcast guests that we've had work for amazing partners that we also partner with that can help strategize and help help their help our customers out there get um, get these metrics into something that that they feel like they can share and they feel like they can continually manage and operate on. I've heard you mention not in this podcast, but in in I think LinkedIn post or perhaps in another webcast. This big G in ESG. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you're referring to when you talk about the big G? Yeah. So I like to refer to the big G and the little G. And it's not to say little as in like lowercase, but just a smaller G. Many of us, when we're thinking about our ESG strategies, we're talking about environmental sustainability, social impact in some way, and then overall our governance or our governance related measures. And those governance related measures can be obviously corporate and business ethics or corporate governance and business ethics. For us, cybersecurity, um, data privacy, of course, business continuity, emerging tech and ethics. So those are the types of topics that are material to us and our business because of our structure as detailed in our report with many more things to share. But the big G is the G that overarches, like covers everything. And that is the governance mechanism. That is the partnership with our various committees in the board, the nominating and governance committee who has an oversight role to play, and we partner on that. It also has to do with our audit committee who has a role as it relates to disclosure and reporting. It looks like the executive team that's constructed to help to drive and oversee the work that's happening on the day-to-day. So that's what the big G looks like it's taking the program, it's defining the strategy at the biggest level across all three pillars. And for us, of course, our fourth and secret sauce, which is our technology and solutions for, for the planet and for people. But then recognizing, you know, there's got to be someone and something that wraps its arms around that and that manages that. And so our ESG solution and our command center solution really allows for us to govern the overarching aspect. It takes us from the materiality, articulation of what's important to our business, to the goals that we want to set and targets that we want to set, to the management of the programs and initiatives throughout the year, all the way through to actually reporting on the efficacy of those programs in a quarterly basis with the board and our steering committee, but then also to the street, right, on an annual basis with, with our report. And so the big G is sort of that system And even the partnership that we have with the different business leaders, the enablement partnership that we have with them, it's their strategy to drive at the end of the day. We recognize that we can't take that responsibility from them, but we can support them in that, right? And that's where the big G is. So it's the thing that sits around and almost is the bow around the ESG gift in some regards. And so that's what I mean when I talk about the big G. How would, how would, uh, how would a company get their head around it if they didn't have technology to help them on that on that G? It's a good question. A lot of folks are can be challenged with, okay, we've got some organizational structure that can be quite useful, but then acting on that structure, acting on that oversight requires a lot of time, requires a lot of emails. If I have this quote right, I think every email is like three grams of carbon especially like when it just sits there. I'm the person who will really? look at a thread. Yeah, I will look at a thread. And if I have 15 uh-huh. emails, I'll take the last one and I'll remove the other 14 just to save a little carbon out there because it's sitting there in the cloud. It's just hanging out. 
So something to think about for those of you who want to go out and like learn a little bit more about how to like clean up your digital footprint. But like, if you think about it, how many emails it takes to coordinate across various topics, across various issues, um, and then collecting that information. Where do you store it? How do you keep it? And so like you, you have a lot of that, even just the idea of like getting a status update on a project. Okay, well, I got to team someone and then I got to follow up with an email and then maybe I have to have a meeting. So you start to create a lot of inefficiencies in the system when you don't have tooling and or technology to kind of support the aggregation of that information, the distillation of that information, the ultimate like reporting of that information or the collection for that matter. But I think that that's where technology can really be quite helpful. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd never actually thought of 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 technical debt or not having the tools to be able to accomplish something well as actually increasing carbon footprint. But it, I mean, it kind of could be extrapolated into that. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good. That's a good little fact. All right. Well, I, I, this has been awesome. I think we're we're coming a little bit to a close here. I'd I'd love to understand just maybe as a as a closing question on what are some of the best steps out there for companies to take in pursuing ESG. We've we've hit on a few points here, but I know yeah. that you advise a lot of customers on this on a regular basis. So I'd I'd love maybe your one, two, three, or a couple that are top of mind for you. Absolutely. Um, we often talk about people are going to be in different parts of their ESG maturity and you might be in an ad hoc phase, you're blocking, tackling, just sort of responding, putting things out. You may be focused on disclosure or you might be actually really in that governed or integrated space. But where does it all start? You've got to start by knowing what's important to you. There's a lot of partners that you may have heard on um, some of these other um, podcasts that Spencer's brought on that can help you with your materiality assessment. So if you haven't done one, get out there, do it. It is a fantastic tool. We met with lots of external stakeholders, suppliers, customers, investors, et cetera, and then also met with a number of leaders internally. And it really helped us to create a robust and clear understanding. Um, this year, we actually um, reported on double double materiality. So both the impact to our business as well as the impact to the planet and people. And it was really helpful for us to get really clear on what's important. After you know what's important, you got to take stock. And there's a lot of ways that you can take stock. <laughs> but one of the ways that you can take stock, obviously, is actually going out and learning about the activities that are happening throughout your business. You're going to select a framework or a number of frameworks to report against. Ours are in our report. I won't run them down because you'll hear my alphabet soup. But those frameworks, you're going to know, okay, I, I can report on this. I've got that data. I have the processes to support this. But you'll also be out here learning from the business leaders we found such amazing work that was happening basically in a silo because of the fact that we didn't have one unified ESG strategy. So that was a lot of the learning that we had in 2020 and the top of 2021. It's just a recognition that there's a lot of really good work, but what would happen if we connected it, right? So take stock, know where you stand once you've defined what's important. And then the last one, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, but figure out how you can leverage technology. Technology can be an accelerant. We are proof. We are a proof point to that. We we weren't even on the map <laughs> thirty years ago, right? And we have yet, you know, our we're celebrating being a top ESG, a top three ESG programs by institutional investors, and we continue to see accolades because of the fact that we were able to know what was important, take stock, celebrate, make those connections as an organization. And just continue to, you know, activate across the business. And technology has been a huge um, uh, 
I would say a huge contributor to our ability to do that quickly and do that at scale, right? A number of ESG um, organizations are less than 0.1% of an organization or half of a percent of an organization. So you've got to really think about how are you going to enable yourself to move at scale? How are you going to enable yourself to be successful in partnering with the rest of the business and move from looking backward to looking forward and driving impact? So uh, lean into tech. Um, and, you know, we're, we're here to answer any questions on how our tech might be able to help you in that as well. Yeah, we've got some awesome stuff in the ESG Command Center that, that makes it a consolidation point that once you go through the material assessment, once you take stock, once you get everything into some type of management process, at least initially, then you're able to leverage technology to iterate, visualize, and help you actually further further your message internally to your leaders. I'm sure... I'm guessing that you have conversations around our ESG command center dashboard on a regular basis to be able to share these insights on how we're clicking away. So technology is your friend in this, even though it can feel a little bit arduous at, at first, it does yeah. help in the long run. Absolutely. And maybe we can help reduce that email inbox and, and turn, <laughs> help turn a little carbon away. Absolutely. Edoa, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and wealth of knowledge today. And thank you for what you do at ServiceNow and thank you for, for what you do in the world of, of leading this charge on getting us to, to be a, a better ESG-minded organization. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Spencer. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, at Innovation Today. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks.